Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases where owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as crow and title services. Call 8338580066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. Hi, I'm John Meacham, the host of Cadence 13's new podcast, Fate of Fact on how America and its political parties got to where we are today. Available now on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you get your podcasts. The Five Star Zone with Rico Beard. Welcome to another edition of the Five Star Zone. Uh, we're getting to the Big Ten Tournament edition of the Five Star Zone. Rico Beard, Evan Jenkins on the other side, and Evan... Yeah, you know, sometimes you get to uh, pat yourself on the back. As I said, that Michigan-Michigan State would split last week. I didn't believe you. Michigan would win on their senior day. State would win on their senior day. Michigan needed Michigan State to lock up the Big Ten and get the number one overall seed and the outright champion. And Michigan State needed Michigan to validate and to get off the bubble of the NCAA tournament and continue their 23-year winning streak. They used each other. Each team probably hated it, but they both benefited from that fact. I did. I knew Michigan would not be hungry in that second game. They played. They didn't quit. They just weren't hungry because they had everything. They were full, and they just kind of figured, well, we'll, well we could beat Michigan State. Heck, we just beat them by damn near 50 points the couple 72 hours before. And you saw that. Michigan State went outdid them for every 50-50 ball, every hustle play. Even Jawan Howard came out and said they were they were the aggressors. They gave it to us from the beginning to the end. We didn't match their intensity. Now, and, you know, spare me the whole, well, Michigan didn't have anything to play for, so they didn't care. Actually, you did. Um, we'll get to Eli Brooks in a second, but, you know, one of your players goes down. At the end of the game, they they cut it from they were down eleven to two, with under a minute to go. Lankford hits probably the biggest shot of his life, probably a shot that in the Breslin Center history, under Tom Izzo, falls right up there with Denzel Valentine's Day shot against Ohio State on Valentine's Day, the Miles Bridges three against, against Purdue, Purdue. Uh, Drew Neitzel's three against Wisconsin when oh. Wisconsin was ranked number one in the country. 
it's one of those types of shots that you're going to say, yeah, that was a huge, big shot. And still ain't reached that Kenny going status, but that was a big shot when it came to the Breslin Center because Michigan was coming back. Uh, Wagner was on fire. He'd stunk most of the game, but in the final couple of minutes, he's hitting three deep threes, heat checks. He's knocking them down. I got a feeling if Michigan State missed that shot, Michigan was going to go down there, and they were going to go up one, and that was going to be the game because that was going to be demoralizing for the Spartans, who pretty much boat raced them. They took the lead, I think, of like 16-15 and never let it go. They had a 30-26 lead at halftime. They were winning, had all the momentum. Langford, Izzo says, yelled at him from the bench just before he even got the ball. You shoot the ball when it comes to you. He just raised up and knocked it down. I mean, it was a big shot, similar to that shot that he had, uh, I think it was against Indiana, where he just hit that little uh, mid-range jumper late in the game, and, and it got Michigan State over the edge. Michigan State now off the bubble. I mean, I, I, regardless of what happens on Thursday, and they play at 11.30 in the morning on Thursday against uh, a Maryland team, they're in. And they knocked off. They are the only team in the country who's beaten – Five, I mean, three top five teams. Michigan State. Figure that. Team that got blown out by, you know, Rutgers and lost to Northwestern. That Yeah, that Michigan State. Yeah. It's absolutely wild that they were able to recover. And anybody that ever doubted Tom Izzo should probably never say it again, wouldn't you say? Because you can talk about a lot of fine jobs that Tom Izzo has done. This may be his finest. Evan, I, I kept telling people... When they told me I was crazy, I remember Justin Rose, Channel 7. Oh, you, you just can't give it up. Give it up. It's over, man. It's, they're not making a tournament. I'm like, Justin, I've seen this man pull a rabbit out of his hat before. Okay? I'm not going to act shocked. I'm not going to act surprised. Did he take it to the 11th hour? Yeah, he David Blaine this stuff this time. He, he made us all sweat like, wait, what? Uh, he, he did it? Yeah, he did it again. He pulled the wool over everybody's eyes. He took this team that from dead and buried 21 days ago to I've seen them as high as a nine seed in the tournament, which you may not want to be an eight, nine game because that means you get to play a one. I don't know if you're ready for Baylor or Gonzaga, Michigan and Illinois. On the other hand, you've already beat. So, you know, it's 50, 50, but you get Baylor and Gonzaga. It'll be a quick uh, tournament run for them. But man, they, they, they went out there. They did everything that they needed to do. They hit their magical number of 66 because when Michigan State scores 66 points now, they are 12-2 and two in this year. So if they can hit that number of 66, if you're a Spartan fan, feel good, you got a great chance of winning that game. Michigan, on the other hand, Hunter Dickinson's hit a wall. Um, and I don't even know if it's a wall. I just feel like he's trying to do too much right now, and there's no reason for it. Well, just keep doing what you're the, – he hit the side of the backboard – Three times against Michigan State. As a seven-footer, he's literally just going to shoot. There's no, hey, I'm going to drop step and I'm shooting this ball. By hitting the wall, I mean, I, I think the fact that he has he's got a lot of tape on him and teams have figured out where he does not like to shoot, where he does not like to be, what spots on the court make him uncomfortable, yeah. and that's where they're pretty much guiding him to those dead spots on the court, and you can see. And I'm he, so surprised by that, just with – with Jawan being the coach and playing as a big his whole life, that that wasn't ingrained to him, that 
they're going to make you uncomfortable. Right. Your job is to make them uncomfortable. Well, it's a difference between they're going to make you uncomfortable and people making you uncomfortable. I can say, oh, this is going to happen. But when it happens, now how do you adjust? That's in every game. You see it in baseball. You see it in other sports where, okay, that first couple of games, you're the man. And then teams figure out, oh, you know what? He doesn't really like going left. Or you know what? Make him stop right here and let's see what he can do. And that's where they're at with Hunter Dickinson. You're not getting anything out of him. Eli Brooks may be the key for Michigan. I never thought we would say that ever with watching he, him, but this year he he's he is the, uh, st- he, he's the stabilitating factor. He he keeps them level. I mean, even he hits early, those last second shots in the shot clock. Yeah, early in the game he hit a three to make it five to five. But that's the kind of stuff he does, right? And two of their three losses have been without him. I don't know if they can make that up. No, you know. I don't know how this Big Ten tournament is going to go for them because for Jawan Howard, he won Coach of the Year. Um, Friday's game, Are you? where's your focus? Because this is where I say I need to see what – I know what tournament Izzo is. I know how he can get his team focused. As a matter of fact, Michigan State's been in the tournament for the last three weeks, folks. That's I, don't, I don't know if you realize that or not. He already built up their confidence to say, we can beat these top-tier teams where right. I thought – Three, four weeks ago, the confidence was gone. And as soon as they started missing one, two, three shots, it was only going to snowball further than that. But now I feel like their defense is sound enough that they can go two or three possessions without a bucket. Well, what they realize is we're just going to muck this up. We're going to be like Texas Tech was a few years ago. We don't have a real point guard, but we're just going to slow and grind the game and make it difficult. Reminds me of the years where they had Travis Walton, and it was really a race to 60. Every game they played was boring, but they were just tenacious when it came to defense and made sure you're not going to get anything easy. So that's, you know, where they're going right now. So I I look at this team, and and Izzo may have figured it out for Juwan. Is it – are you hoping to play Michigan State for a revenge factor, or are you you focusing on the goal? Because I still say if Michigan doesn't make the Final Four – this year's, this year's not a failure, but this year's incomplete. I would say it would be disappointing as a fan because they just rolled all year. And when I say rolled, like they weren't in close games. It was either they lost by a bunch, and I mean that's two cases, or they blew teams out. And I mean they blew teams out, and they made them so uncomfortable. But the one question that I want to ask is, and it's kind of a double-edged sword, should Jawan have played Zeb Jackson more to get experience just in case? No, um, because his rota- his three-guard rotation was working. Yeah. And I, no, I mean, it, the, the, the reality is he had this great recruiting class that people talked about coming in, and none of them done anything but Hunter Dickinson. He's freshman of the year, but uh, – was. Terrence Williams. Yeah, it's weird because he, he started playing a lot at the beginning of the yeah. year. And then once he got into Big Ten play, that was all you saw of him. Yeah, well, because he can't defend, and he's a liability. The second he went out on the court, I, I mean, you could just see the thought bubble in Rocket Watts. He was like, I can go right all day past Okay, him. here's the deal. Yep. Everybody, clear out, one-on-one, layup line, and he abused him until Juwan realized and said, no, you can't guard Rocket. No, 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 no. No, no, no. You know what? Hoiberg kid. That's who you're guarding. You got Hoiberg. And you know what? That kid played great. For what he did, he did not turn the ball over. He didn't make any dumb mistakes. 
He passed the ball very well. There was an open three that he could have taken. There's a couple like, open threes, and you could tell he was like, this is too big of a game. In nope. practice, <laughs> in five-on-five five, in the summer, he's taken yeah. that shot 10 out of 10 times. Yeah. But you know what? He's a smart kid that knows his role. But what I'm really anxious to see is what tournament Juwan is like. Yeah. We have not seen it yet. We've seen regular season Juwan. But going to the Big Ten tournament, I mean, we almost saw it last year. They were on the floor practicing yeah. about a year ago and ripped yeah. off. Right. Got talk, uh, stopped right before the game started. But, yeah, tournament Juwan is. It's be intriguing. I mean, I and please don't take it as, oh, you guys don't think he's any good. I don't know what he can do because where's it's your different. focus? How do you get your team refocused? Because the regular season is not the end goal. Winning the regular season is meaningless if you get knocked out of both tournaments in the first weekend, first day. They lose Friday and losing the first weekend, everything went for nothing. So well, that's the problem. how do you refocus this team? And are you hell-bent on, oh, we got to get revenge on Michigan State? Or are you looking at, yeah, we want, I want to cut down the nets in Indy. Because if, you're, if your focus is revenge, man – it's like in real life. You might as well dig two holes. Dig one for your person you're going after and one for you because you're going to end up destroying yourself. But if your focus is cutting down those nets, that's where it needs to be. So I need to see how he gets his team ready because hearing, you know, you know, the players come out and say, well, you know, you know, we weren't quite prepared. That's a little troubling. Like That's – you should have been prepared against Michigan State. Hearing that you had to use Draymond Green to fire up your team. That was a weird one to me. You shouldn't need Draymond Green. You should simply just say, guys, we're playing Michigan State. Let's end them. If, if, we can if, literally if, not. If I got to fire you up for this game, you, you picked the wrong school. <laughs> I mean, it really is just one of those, like, <clears throat> you know, it's Michigan State week. Okay, that's all you got to say. That's it. Now, hey, let me show you this little video to fire you up right before the game. Whatever it is, we're going to wait to see what happens. As far as Izzo goes, he keep. I think I think it's safe to say he's going to keep that streak going. Uh, Aaron Henry is turned into a different Aaron Henry. Aaron Henry, if Aaron Henry can get Rocket Watts to do that, if he can get two players to consistently play with him, Michigan State may make it to the sweet round of the Sweet Sixteen, mm-hmm. depending on what seed they are. But Aaron Henry can't do this thing alone, and that's what you saw when Rocket Watts, who got benched and chewed out, and I give him credit, he bounced back. I don't know if it was just, you know, the whole tongue lashing that Izzo gave him for lack of hustle in Ann Arbor, the fact that he sees his mother for the first time in the stands. Yeah, can Izzo bring her to every game from now on? Because, I mean, you're right. There's sometimes... When maybe your parents can't make it to all of your games because they work. It's a real-world problem that people have, that right. they can't go see their children play. When you get to see them in college then, and then Rocket, she's never seen them play live, I guarantee you that puts something in his head where I'm going to show Mama what's up. Well, he didn't even know. He checked in and looked up and saw her like, wait a minute. But, yeah, he 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 drove to the basket. That's been the thing, man. It's the most frustrating thing when it comes to Rocket. It's like, Rocket, just drive. And good things happen to you because you're faster than everybody on the court. You'll get reach-in fouls. You'll get and-one fouls. If Rocket can continue to play that way, I don't care if he comes off the bench or not, that'll help. Langford says, that hey, the rest is going to do them some good. Because it was funny because in pregame, Langford's lighting it up. 
And Rockets just – he couldn't throw a penny in the ocean. So oh, really? I I'm love think, watching that too. I'm thinking like, man, this is Langford's day. I mean, he couldn't miss in pregame. And Rocket was just – like, you may not want to shoot threes today, Rocket, because these aren't falling for you. And Hauser shows up and gives you something. They did just enough, and they play a tight, grinded-down game that they were able to, to go out and beat Illinois, beat Ohio State, beat Michigan – because they played their style. They didn't try to match the other team's style. They said, you know what? Good luck. We're going to just grind this thing to a halt and see if you can keep us from scoring 60 points. Those teams didn't. Now they get a revenge game against Maryland. Maryland with the defensive player of the year. Maryland is limping in. Maryland's lost their last two games. They they gagged their final game away. I mean, this should be they should be playing Rutgers. Because Maryland was up big on Penn State and somehow lost the game at Penn State at home on their senior day. Um, they've, Like I said, they've lost to Northwestern. They lost to Penn State. I don't know if it's the fact that maybe they got caught up in playing a grind, playing so many games in so many days that, you know, because when they played Michigan State, they had the week off. And they looked like a team that had the week off. Not necessarily a week off, but – you didn't have to travel, just practice, go home, go to dorm, go see your girlfriend. Live a normal life. Do. Right. So we have to see. Now, they're, they're, their defense, they got length. They're going to they're gonna force Michigan State to hit threes. Michigan State couldn't hit the broad side of a barn the last time they played. They're not going to let them drive the lane. They're not going to give them easy transition baskets. They're going to they're try and take away a lot of things. If Michigan State can hit outside shots, that opens up the lane because now – because they're going to play almost a de facto zone. Everybody keeps a foot in the paint, and you don't step out there because I don't think they can hit those shots. So just kind of keep them at arm's length, but protect the lane at all costs. Yeah, I feel like the bigs are going to have to play a big role in that game too because if they can score a little bit, that opens up the outside shooting even more and the lane too because that guy's not going to be able to leave his man. But I think – I don't want to say it too early, but I think Marcus Bingham is starting to take a turn to the better yeah. in realizing exactly what he is. No, he is. And and for for Bingham and Michigan State, you can't fall down 11 nothing like you did there because they never overcame that lead. That 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 stayed the lead the entire game. Is that on Tom a little bit for not calling the timeout when it's 6-0? Yeah. Cuz I've always wondered about that. I I think first half timeouts are used to stop runs. If a team starts off the game hot and they're hitting their first three, calm you it. can't hit anything. Calm it down. Okay, guys. Yeah. It was the it was what made me angry when they lost to Middle Tennessee. Yeah, they were down fourteen to nothing. And he just he wouldn't call a timeout. It was just like, oh, we got this. It's like, no. And I've always felt in like we talked about intensity earlier. Every game is intense now because teams know they're going home. So they're going to balls to the wall the entire time. And I just feel when you a team, you let them get even more confidence. Oh, any team that is an underdog, when they start believing in themselves. It's dangerous. That's when you get the upset because now the fear factor is gone. And they sit in there huddling like, guys, we can beat these guys. We can beat these clowns. What are we afraid of? You know what? Look at the, they're the ones they're afraid of losing. We're not a, we have nothing to lose. Let's go out here. Let's get this thing done. You almost saw it with BYU and, and Gonzaga. BYU 
Which was funny because, you know, looking at social media, of course, you got the obligatory, oh, BYU struggles and, you know, Wojo said if they were in the Big Ten, they would have losses. Guys, I don't think so. BYU has five guys who can consistently play. It'll be a rare night that all five of them don't. And here's the other thing. People are acting like BYU is this. BYU is a tournament team. BYU shot 70% in the first half. And that's just, I mean, that's unheard think about, of. Think about the, the things that BYU had to do to have the lead at halftime. By what, 12? And they still lost the game by 10. Okay? Because you got to figure, like, man, are they going to go off Villanova in 1985 with the McLean brothers and when they defeated Georgetown and they shot 78% for the game? Okay. That was the one, they, Evan, they didn't miss. That, I, I mean, Normally a team is hot, and they tr- they didn't miss at all that game. That was the best shooting night I've ever seen anybody play, and the same happened. I'm like, guys, they're good. From Timmy to Kispert, I mean, that team is just loaded. And they're always upperclassmen at BYU, too. These aren't freshmen that play there. Yeah, Matt Arms. Took me a second, like, Oh, from Purdue? That's where he's at? Where I'm like, who <laughs> no, I didn't is watch that guy? Game. Like, why does that guy look so... Oh, my God, that's Matt Harms. Yeah. Okay. Jeez, imagine if he was still at Purdue. Damn. The amount of big guys, the seven-footers that they have. But, I mean, they're freshmen. Jalen Suggs he's so good. knocked down a bunch of big threes. But, I mean, you can't say that. I know you want to try to have the correlation of their conference in the Big Ten. But you have to remember, your best team, which is Michigan... Had to go to overtime to beat Oakland this year. Right. So you but can that look, was that was so long. They haven't played a ranked team since December, guys. You play what's in front of you, and every single team that is gunning for Gonzaga is giving them their best shot. Here's the thing: they had an off night last night. They won by ten. Michigan, you had an off night. You've lost what two of your last three games. Like guys, Illinois, you somehow managed to lose to the Spartans. Like. I, I don't think Michigan State's beating Gonzaga, period. Gonzaga would find a way to win. People want to disrespect them because they come from the little conference. It should, that game showed me last night. Now, for them, history says if you're Gonzaga, you want to lose because no one's gone undefeated since, since 1976. Yeah, Indiana. Indiana. And then you can ask Kentucky about that, how right. they faced up against Wisconsin. But it's just you like – they needed a challenge, right? Gonzaga teams always need to be pushed to the limit and see how they can come over overcome adversity. And I just think it's so silly to to worry about who's number one before the tournament even starts. It does not matter. Your ranking does not matter. Regular season college <laughs> basketball does not matter until you get to the tournament. No, and, it doesn't. And Evan, I hate to say it, but it's an irrelevant regular season. Evan, it's so funny because the argument that I got from Michigan fans have ended in the last couple of weeks with these losses. Where we're we're better than Gonzaga to yeah we we should be the number one overall seed to now. Uh, you better win Friday, or else pray to God that uh, Alabama or Iowa does not win the Big Ten because you won't get that one seed. You'll yeah, be a two seed. That's what I was curious about. I was going to ask. Could they drop to a two, and you answered it with Alabama, but what is the best possible outcome for Michigan State? You know, if there are nine right now in some people's eyes. If Michigan State won the Big Ten tournament. Could they be a seven seed? I was about to say, they, 
if you in the Big Ten tournament, you knocked off uh, Michigan. Okay. You have to knock off Michigan. Who's four? Is Wisconsin Purdue? or Purdue? So you knock off Michigan, you knock off Purdue, and you knock off Illinois. Then yeah, you're probably you could move up to as high as a six, but probably a seven. So yeah, if you knock off though, if you knock off Michigan again, and then you knock off, so basically you Michigan will be ranked what four, Illinois is three. Yep. So if you knock off three and four, that means you got five top five wins. It's hard not to move them up to a six or a seven seed. You're probably looking at I would say seven, you know, but yeah, you're you you may even get a six depending on what happens because now you're one of those hot teams. So. That could catapult you up. So yeah, for me, I think for Michigan State, what you're probably going to see, if, if they win their first game, depending on the, I think best case scenario for them, they're probably done by Saturday, because if they play Michigan again, I think that'll just take too much out of them, and I don't know if you can bounce back and play at that point, you know, Purdue or Wisconsin or whoever. You know they're they're going up against. I mean the fact that they have a you know however Monday Tuesday Wednesday three full days off where they can sit back. He probably practiced really hard one day, so you would hope their legs are recovering somewhat for him. And and you think like going into this Big Ten tournament, I would love to hear what Izzo has to say to the kids and what right. their motivation is. Because their main goal, they achieved, right? right? And and goals shift throughout the year. You know, Michigan didn't expect to win the Big Ten. That goal changed. Michigan State, I think, I wonder if doubt ever got in Tom's mind. I, know, I think it did. I mean, you could tell by just the emotion he had at the mm-hmm. end of the game that he realized we pulled it off. So that's why I want, that, that's why I'm a little concerned for Michigan State, the game coming up Thursday. Did, did they blow their wad? Did they did they relax a little? Did and they say, they put it all into making the tournament rather than doing something in the tournament? So Thursday's game could be very problematic. Of they're in, they're rela- it's, it's almost like I talked about Michigan. Michigan got fat and sassy. They had all their goals ahead of them. They didn't bring the same intensity on Sunday. I wonder if Michigan State, because Maryland is kind of teetering now. Like, okay, we we, we, we kind of need this game. It's so weird. Maryland is where Michigan State, we thought State was going to be, where they need to win this game to solidify a spot in the tourney. Absolutely. Michigan State, by beating Michigan, in. I don't know anybody who will put them out. And, I mean, unless the rarest of rare things happen, and it hasn't, because you, you would have needed, you know, BYU to win last night. You would have needed, like, Oakland to get into the tournament. You would have needed a, a bunch of outliers to, to steal bids. They're in. So I don't know. This is where Izzo's going to have to push those buttons and, and get those guys refocused and say, okay, don't relax. We got more, bigger, bigger and better things to do. But, yeah, if they knock off Maryland, they knock off Michigan, chances are you're going to play the winner of Ohio State-Purdue. That's another ranked team. It's especially, also another tough game. Now, especially if it's Ohio State. Now you're looking at the number seven team. And then you beat Illinois. Yeah, best case, you you probably shot yourself up to a 7 or a 6. Man, and that's a gauntlet, too. Went from a bubble team to a 7 or a 6. I think the most disciplined teams really win these tournaments in not turning the ball over, 
And you can shoot poorly and win, but the best defensive teams usually come through because they, I mean, let's face it. If you, if you played Thursday and now you're playing Sunday, you're on your fourth straight game, you're probably a little tired. Mm-hmm. And that's well, so a, re- it's like a reason when, why <clears throat> I think only Ohio State was the only team to pull that off. Okay, most are from Friday on. Yeah, Ohio State was the only team. Now, there's been teams that made it to Sunday, but then they just get bombed. Well, Penn State made it one year and they got bombed. Yeah, your legs are gone, and I mean, in defense, you exert way more energy yeah. than you do offense. So that's always yeah. <laughs> Ohio State with uh, Brent Darby as the point guard. Oh was yeah, the last time they they went on uh from Thursday, they made it all the way. They weren't going to the tournament. I think Iowa. No, I take that. Back. I think Iowa. Iowa may have did the same thing where they ran the table. Because they weren't they weren't going to go to the tournament and they they and they won so they had to go so but it's you know now for Michigan State you win Thursday you extend another streak don't know if you knew this or not but MSU is the only team in the Big Ten that has always played on Friday really yes they're the only team so if they lose Thursday then they then there's no one left but Michigan State. Has all and most of the time it's because they start on Friday. Yeah, because they're at least a four seed, right? So, but yeah, and the times that they haven't been, they won the Thursday game and made it to Friday. They've never played on Wednesday, but they've always played on Friday, like clockwork, every year, win or lose. In Friday, Michigan State's in the uh, quarterfinals. Did you hear the crazy stat that went out? So App State made the uh, tournament. Mm-hmm. And every year they've made the tournament, Michigan State's won the national title. Really? So they won it, They made it in 79 and 2000. Those are the only two appearances that they've had. Wow, I did not see yeah, that. Greg Hargrave from uh, Stoney and Jansen gave you that stat yesterday. I always like obscure stats. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, well, I mean, you can get great odds on Michigan State right now <laughs> if you want to put them to win the tournament. I mean. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, Bama and LeBron win it on the same year. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that is true. When Bama wins, it's usually LeBron. I think it's so means, Ben every time. So that's the Lakers. So yeah. You got to take the Lakers then. So, yeah. Well, that's why I say it. Let me see. What are the odds to win the whole thing for Michigan State, if you want to go that route? They're plus 7,500. So, so basically 750 to 1. So you bet 100 and you win 750? I don't know. Well, I mean, you bet a dollar, <laughs> you win 750 bucks. So you bet ten bucks. So yeah, you you bet a hundred. You're winning. Was that seventy five? Is that seventy five thousand? This is not a math podcast. This is <laughs> <laughs> so, we, but that's that's some unbelievable yeah, 70, odds. Yeah, you bet a hundred bucks. You win seventy five thousand dollars. You want a year's salary? <laughs> oh, I'd be playing some golf. I'll tell you that yeah. much. Yeah, that's one of those, uh, hey, honey, we're taking that vacation as soon as we get those shots. Yeah, once this is over, we're actually we're going to take two. We're going right. to leave one and go to another. So, wow. But, uh, yeah, and then we also got a little bit of news. Um, Ward Manuel came out and talked. I, I understand Ward Manuel, Michigan Athletic Director, is not going to come out and say um, Jim Harbaugh's on the hot seat. But I I don't think you can give him the golden ticket either. Of well, we, you know, we're going to be patient with him, and, and that's, that's he's it. got no win expectation. Like, 
And I, yes, I'm paraphrasing, folks. So he didn't exactly say that. Paraphrasing. He should have an expectation. He should have a win total. This isn't, you know, Mel Tucker in year two, or really year one to me, because I count last year as year zero. This is you've been there for seven years. You're you're not allowed to to name me any other program that allows their coach to coach. 10 years and still be in the rebuilding process. You're, you're gone. And the way it makes it sounds is this guy's going to be here for the next couple of years. You flipped your staff. You blame them. You've, you flipped your players. At what point do you just sit and say, maybe it's the head guy in charge. And that's why we're not winning. You've brought in what? Nine quarterbacks in eight years. None of them have amounted to anything. And you're supposedly this quarterback guy. You got different old coordinators coming in. You got different defense. You got defensive coordinator who basically neither guy's ever done it. And we're just going to run multiple type of defenses. This thing, even the the most staunch, ardent Michigan fan that I know, are a little worried because put it this way: you think Ryan Day is sad of a word 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 Manuel said? Uh, no, he's happy. Keep that guy here because, yeah, we're going to beat him. I I was shocked that he said that. And, no, I didn't expect him to say, well, you know, he's on the hot seat because that's his boy. But, my God, Ward, seriously have a backbone. Put a little pressure on Jimmy because this is, is embarrassing. You're just willing to let this man do whatever. I feel sorry for the next coach because you got a lot of stuff to clean up. Well, and it's so weird, too, because he could have just said, every year we have goals, but we keep those in-house. Okay, that's not something we're going to share with you. But, of course, we have high expectations here at the University of Michigan, right? which they should, and I believe they do. But when you go out and say, we know we have to be patient, you can never use that word patient in year eight. You just can't. No, patient is year two, year three. Guys, it's growing pains. Let everything happen. It's about to turn the corner. We see improvements, and we know that we're going to get there. Year eight, it should have turned the corner, double back, and came back to the forefront again. And and it is a lose lose for him to come out and speak because you're right. You can't say, yeah, if he doesn't win the Big Ten this year, he's gone. You can't say that. You could think it, but that's where you say, yes, the goals are in our. He knows exactly what we expect of him. You can say anything along those lines without saying it, and then you also save face for your whole program because what people are going to talk about the next day is the fact that you're patient. You're patient I with mean, Jim everything Harbaugh. everything about this, he, t- he stayed, but he got a pay cut in half. And so you're not really that patient. What, what are you trying? I guess my question is, yeah, I know you want to win, but I don't see how you're trying to win. I don't see where you're going with this because you – You've basically, in year eight, you're hitting a reset button. Well, you're starting over. He, do you believe he thinks he would go down with the ship? So he is going to play that violin all the way to yeah, the end. he does. He doesn't want to be the guy that fired Jim Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, for as much as people like me talk about him, he's good for the alumni. He's good for the boosters. They can sit there and listen to the bow stories, and they feel good. Hey, Jim, we're going to beat the Buckeyes this year. Oh, hell yeah, we're going to beat the Buckeyes. Good enough for me. Well, I mean, who do I make that check out to? It's so weird, too, because they say, you know, Jim and myself, we want the best for Michigan football. 
Bringing him back, I didn't believe was the best for Michigan football. And that's coming from somebody that hopes they lose every single game. Evan, I, it's just, it doesn't. This is not hyperbole. They, they have the, they got the possibility of being the worst team in the Big Ten East, at least on paper. Well, Indiana's good. Penn State's good. And, and for people like, Ohio oh, State. no. Okay. Okay. Let's go back. Pretty much everybody's coming back. Yeah. Penix okay? Jr.'s coming back. So you, didn't beat Indiana. Ohio State, you didn't beat. You couldn't beat a bad Penn State team. Penn State was not that good last year. You couldn't beat the Mel Tucker Michigan State team. You went to triple overtime with Rutgers and newsflash, Talia Tungavaloa, Little Tua. Oh, at Maryland, yeah. Got better as the year progressed. That was a buzzsaw that you didn't. <clears throat> COVID kept you from playing. That you opted out of. I just, you, the, my whole life, I'm 37. I've been told Michigan is the leaders and the best. They are the best to do it. And, you know, my, my whole life I was like, okay, maybe they have a point because they're always playing for the Big Ten title or they're in a Rose Bowl or so on and so forth, right? Mm-hmm. And then it just all changed. You know, people didn't want Lloyd Carr there anymore. Boy, do you wish you had a couple more years with Careful him. Careful what you wish for. Because right. I mean, and and they Lloyd can't, only won. He lost three games. He was three L Lloyd. You, you know? can't be afraid of what's next. So anybody that says, "Well, who would do it better?" Let's find out. Yeah. Because we yes, we don't know, but we've seen. You know, do you want to become Florida State to where you're yeah, irrelevant Evan, there? I mean, you brought in a backup. I mean, a transfer QB. You know, JJ McCarthy. I don't think is ready. Kate. Nor should he be that pressure put on him as a true I, freshman look, coming guys, into this. <clears throat> Trevor Lawrence was a unicorn. Trevor Lawrence was an anomaly. To put it in perspective, uh, Justin Fields didn't play his first year at Georgia, and he left. Okay, He played sparingly, and that was only to try to keep him there. He you played know, every game, but it was like I, I've yet to, you know, Tebow Spencer, when he was a Spencer freshman. Spencer Rattler was the, all, was the new it quarterback at Oklahoma. He struggled. He struggled. If you're relying... On, uh, on JJ. Well, him and a freshman running back too. It's going to be a bad year. So I just, I, I don't. I, th- I think the arrogance. Oh, well, we can fix this, guy. guys. I, apparently, you know, the men in black saw a lot of Michigan fans and just neuralized them because they don't remember. Like that was a bad team, and they're all coming back. Your defense was god awful. Your secondary blew. Uh, y- y- you made Rocky Lombardi look great. Okay, yeah. <laughs> and all he was doing was throwing 300, 500 balls. Just go deep. Just go deep to a true freshman I mean, wide receiver. Old, you know, Jay Johnson finally realized why are we running all of these plays? Just throw it deep. They can't stop the deep ball. Yeah, and, and, I, and I think they only ran those plays to keep it honest. If they would have did the deep ball in the first quarter, the game could have got out of hand. But I don't think they realized it. Like it can't be. They probably can't be that easy. And then they realized it really is that easy. Somebody left. The the gate open, and they just went through. It's going to be, man. I, and it's crazy how that team went from two years ago to last year, because that defense from two years ago. Yeah, granted they weren't, you know, Big Ten champs or anything like that, but they dominated Michigan State, dominated them, forty-four to ten, and and that was yeah. after trailing seven nothing. Yeah. <laughs> so I it. You don't go from that big of a slide very often, and you have to look at the head coach and say, 
is he not relating to these kids? Because I went back and I had to go watch some of the Amazon series. I was like, right. I want to see it again. And him talking to him, I'm just like, he's talking to them like they're children. Right. But yet they're grown men, and the, the hype speeches just seem off to me. And I felt like Don Brown was the guy that stepped in there and would get them hype. And the other thing, too, man, you can't say, well, they don't have the players. Every year I have to hear about these great recruiting classes. So you got the players there. Yeah, every February is a Super Bowl right. in Ann Arbor. Evan. And they got another great one it, coming it, in. It, man, this is one that I have to see to believe, but this this one, I'm, at least on paper, looking top down in just a division. I've said I think the two worst teams are probably in this state. I don't think Mel Tucker has gotten where he needs to be. No, but and here's next the year might be a different story. But I think he's trending I, I, upwards. Right, he's trending upwards. Michigan's going down. The loser of that game, I, mean, I guess, the winner of that game could say, "Hey, we got Paul," and that's about it. Because the winner of that game probably ain't going to do much. The winner of that game is going to struggle to, you know, just make it to a bowl game. But the loser, I don't know. And I'm looking at this Michigan team like, geez, I, I, I don't know what happened. Your defense, two two new coordinators. You got Daxton Hill. You got Aiden Hutchinson. And you got nothing on the front seven. That's, you got Aiden Hutchinson, and that's it. And he's a phenomenal ball player. But when you can double team the best player and limit the other guys with single blocks, it, it, so. it changes the game. And I, as a Michigan fan, I would be so furious hearing those comments. And I do understand he's not going to blast his coach, but you can definitely word things better, especially when you have a, a department there called the PR team yeah. that can tell you, hey, maybe, you know, just just say we have plans and goals and we want to keep them in-house. There's nothing wrong with saying that, right? Yeah, so it'll be fun. But, uh, yeah, tournament, Michigan State, Thursday, 1130 Michigan, Friday, 11.30, they get the winner. Maryland, Michigan State, and then we see what happens from there. Next time we talk, Evan. It's uh, previewing the tournament, baby. It's going to be tournament time. Uh, Yeah, everybody's in Indy, so it's going to be a little different. No travel. Uh, Oh, I will say this. They're already in, but I guess Michigan State was told by the NCAA, regardless of what happens on Thursday, don't leave town. Okay. Don't leave town. Worst case scenario, you're one of the four teams sitting in standby in case somebody else gets COVID. So Michigan State's already been told, you lose to Maryland, you can't go back to East Lansing. If you do, yeah, stay. We want you to stay in town. Smart. Yeah. yeah. Don't, Don't leave. No, no traveling. Don't give them an yeah. opportunity to go to a friend's house or so whatever once it again, might be. The NCAA told Michigan State that, so it sounds like they're in. Any questions? Yes. Will we ever see the Big Ten tournament in Detroit? I have that feeling, too. Uh, no. We've seen Chicago, Indy, New York. That's about it, right? D.C. And D.C. D.C. So and Detroit's like what's left, man. D.C. and New York was is basically because Maryland and Rutgers yes. left them in the league. It could. I mean, maybe now that you got Little Caesars Arena, you, you technically could have it there, but... I don't know if they have the hotel space and and all of that because that's what people fail to realize. It's not the arena. It's the hotel space and things like that. Yeah, because you have to put, what, 
all 14 teams there. And their fan bases and the media. And their whole training staff right, and everybody so. else that travels and cheerleaders and band if that hopefully comes back for next year. So yeah, I don't know if they if we got the hotel space for that. And I'll be honest with you, man. I know it pisses off a lot of people. It should never leave Indy. Indy's perfect for it. I agree with that. I think Indy it knows is. what they're doing. And if you've never been. It's a great city. I mean, they do it right. The thing about when it's in Chicago, yeah, nine out of ten people have no idea what's going on in Chicago. Like, hey, what's this basketball games going on there? Yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. Who, the Bulls? No, it's Big Ten. Time. Oh, good for you guys. Right. What team? Yeah. Oh, Northwestern. Okay. okay. Yeah. Not even yeah. Illinois. <laughs> okay, yeah. But Indy, when you go to Indy, the entire downtown area knows what's going on, and they embrace, embrace it, yep. and it is Fun. And this year is going to be wild with games at Butler and Conseco and so, the the RCA Dome. What is it? The RCA Dome? Lucas I don't Oil. Lucas. Yeah, RCA got blown up. Wow, that was a long time ago. Yeah. Uh, it's going to be fun. Dome is is the uh, I think it's a minor league ballpark now. Oh really? Yes. Yeah, with the uh, oh, you know what? I've walked by it. The I've, Red Birds or the Red Wings. I've play. I've seen a game there. I've been there for the Super Bowl and um, for the Big Ten title games. Yeah. So they blew that thing up where state won the title. That's gone. So crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. I doubt it, but maybe they do it one year, but it's, it should just permanently be in India if it was up to me. So, all right, Evan, next time we talk, we'll be talking tournaments, seedings, and where, who has to play what and potential upsets and matchups. For Evan Jenkins, I'm Rico Beard. Thanks for listening to the Five Star Zone. Thinking of buying a house and want a really low interest rate? Owning has a special for home purchases, where Owning pays all your closing costs and the rate in APR is an unheard of 1.875% for a 15-year fixed mortgage with 20% down. This is the craziest low rate for a mortgage with no closing costs that Owning has ever done. 1.875% rate in APR. Heck, we're almost paying you to live in a new house. Call 8332-OWNING or go to owning.com to see if you qualify for this crazy low 1.875% rate. That's a fixed rate loan at 1.875% with no closing costs. Call 8332-OWNING now because 1.875 could go away at any time. NMLS 2611, licensed by the Department of Financial Protection and Innovation under the California Residential Mortgage Lending Act, subject to credit approval. Offer assumes the use of lender's choice as grow and title services. Call 8338580066 for terms and conditions. That's 8332-OWNING or owning.com. 8332-OWNING or owning.com. I'm John Meacham. Welcome to Fate of Fact, Season 1. This series is about how and why fact became a casualty of war in the United States. Please listen and follow Fate of Fact, a presentation of Shining City Audio, a John Meacham and C-13 original studio. Available now for free on Odyssey, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.